1: And I'm Autumn. This is episode 90 of the Am Writing Fantasy podcast and today we are going to dive into the world of graphical design. And uh, fantasy artwork is awesome and I personally love it, but how do you find an artist to work with and once you do, what do you need to be mindful about? About. and i think you probably have loads to share in this episode autumn
2: <laughs> i i have been silently laughing over here i've been so excited about this episode so yeah i'm looking forward to this one a lot and yeah maybe it's because i'm a graphic artist but you know we can get into the story about how long i've been drawing fantasy later now how have you been <laughs> how is it over on your
1: side of the planet no, it's good. It's good. We finally got a signature on the contract for the house.
2: Oh my gosh! You didn't tell me that before we started. No, that didn't. is so. Exciting. That was on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is mean of you. You held out. That is fantastic. Congratulations! Yeah, that's good. Yeah,
1: it's now. It's it's still like I mentioned a few times before on previous episodes. It's still a conditional signature. Mm-hmm. So so they have to sell their own apartment first uh, before the deal is final uh, and. Of course, worst case, you know they won't be able to sell their their apartment, and if they don't, then I think it's the first of November, if I remember correctly. the The deal will expire if they have not told bef- or sold their apartment before then. Of course, it can get extended if they want to, but they can walk away if at that point if they want. Uh, so there is still that condition to it, but at least they we got a signature now. So hopefully, if all goes well we have to start finding a new place to live in the near future here. So I hope, fingers crossed.
2: (laughs) Fingers crossed for you too. I mean, it's it's so interesting with the conditional conditionals. Like I'm wondering, you know, what if they get an offer on their apartment, but it's a conditional offer based on having to sell something. You could get this whole chain going, but I guess having a cutoff date kind of frees everyone from that happening.
1: Yeah, kind of, you know, but yeah, in in theory, you can get like conditions on conditions on conditions and so (laughs) forth with a whole chain of people. Essentially, you could. Um, But we'll see. I mean, they say they told us at least or they told the real estate agent rather Mm -hmm. that they have two parties interested in buying their apartment already. And both of them wanted to move in by the 1st of November. Oh, so that could be very quick. So that could be very quick if, if it all holds up. But sometimes, you know, people talk with no action. So let's <laughs> see. <laughs> but uh, maybe. And on top of that, to be honest, tomorrow afternoon, we have another some other people coming to see the house as well, which is a oh, bit weird. <laughs> even though it's already
2: under a conditional contract, someone's going to come and stick their head in too.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because... If they want to buy it unconditionally, then they can still grab the house.
2: Oh, I forgot about that part of the contract. Ah, That's total sniping. uh, Well, that could be exciting.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. But of course, it puts uh, us and the real estate in in a good position, right? Because when they're here watching the house tomorrow, he can basically tell them, you you need to get your finger out, DB, because otherwise, (laughs) (laughs) somebody else has already signed the contract. So either you buy it now or it's gone. You know, right. so he can really put the pressure on them tomorrow. So oh, let's see how that goes. But yeah,
2: uh, good luck. That's exciting. Yeah, the kids are
1: really happy about it
2: because oh, they're gonna lo- move closer to their friends, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
2: Oh, so they're weird.
1: they're very happy. So hopefully everything pans out. Otherwise, oh my god, they're gonna get disappointed.
2: Oh, the- <laughs> hopefully I'll keep my fingers crossed for you guys.
1: Yeah. Hey, I also wanted to mention, did you notice how Iris edited a small video clip together merging our Ultimate Fantasy Writer's Guide course with Pirates of the Caribbean? Did
2: how you did I that? miss that? No, was that something she shared on Patreon? Patreon.
1: Uh, I no. think I picked it up from Twitter.
2: Oh, okay. But-
1: She uploaded uh, it to her Instagram account. So we now have Johnny Depp running around, or in this case, rather, (laughs) the awesome Captain Jack Sparrow running around talking about our course. So that's That's pretty awesome.
2: Fantastic! No, I did not see that. I've been a little bit underwater with some stuff getting done. Um, Like, you know, my husband's gone on a road trip with his mom out west, and I'm home alone, and you would think there's less to do, but suddenly there's... I'm doing stuff he would normally have done around the cabin too, so I think there's more to do. <laughs> yeah, probably. So I always I, I, I'm eating less but doing more work. I don't know how that happened, but I as soon as we're done here, I am going on Instagram and checking this out. I don't know how I missed it.
1: No, that's awesome, and and thank you by the way, Iris, for doing that. That's uh, that was so great.
2: Yeah, I can't wait to go see it. it sounds fantastic. Yeah.
1: So how how are you otherwise doing, you know, being home alone and all that?
2: Oh, you know, as we were just saying, it's, it's always one of those, like, you know, he goes away for three days and it is like a mini vacation. I'm like, yes, I'm going to eat junk food or whatever and I'm going to get a ton of work done and I usually just put my nose to the grindstone and usually he even takes the dog. So it's like literally I have... Only responsibility is to remember to feed myself and whatever little odds and ends I have to do around the cabin. But this time he left the dog and he's gone for at least three weeks. It's kind of, you know, the end date's a little open-ended. So I, having a much harder time, you suddenly, someone you spend 20 years of your life with is gone for an extended period. And you're like, I'm going to get all this work done. And then you're like, I just want to watch Netflix. I'm lonely.
1: (laughs) But three weeks is a long time as
2: well. it is. It is. We were once we sold our house before we set off into the world on our, our four year road trip. We spent one almost all of December apart. And that was the first time since we were newlyweds that we'd been apart that long. But we're with family. So it was different. This time I'm literally here on my own with just the dog. And yeah, you might hear him yeah. talking a couple times. We'll see. Hopefully, I was he'll just be about quiet. to say, at least you
1: have the dog, there. <laughs> yeah. That's. That's good. Oh, yeah. Otherwise, it would be really lonely.
2: <laughs> yes, I got the dog.
0: <laughs> A week on the internet with the M Writing Fantasy Podcast.
1: So friend of the podcast and fellow author Jay Thorne has just made his most popular course 100% free. Uh, he sells it on Udemy for $9,49. That's what it was I was supposed to say. Uh, but you can get it for nothing now. And I wanted to mention that here because actually he has no registration required, no email address, no credit card information. There is nothing you need to do. You can just go and uh, basically take the course right away. You don't have to download or install anything. Absolutely no fuss. And I thought that was pretty cool. So I wanted to mention that. And it is Jay's How to Write a Scene video course. That is now 100% free. And he gave us actually a special link from where you can then start watching it right now if you want. And we have included that link in the show notes. So if you just follow that, and once you arrive on that page from the link, you have to scroll down to the button. And and there you'll find a button where it says uh, $0 on it. That's nice. That is so uh, nice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so that's very nice. So if you want to... uh, Grab a free video course on how to write a scene. Then uh, make sure to to follow that link there in the uh, show notes, and uh, we can definitely vouch for Jay Thorne. He he knows what he's doing, and he's really good. So uh, yes, and also a very nice guy.
2: Oh yes, I was gonna say absolutely. He is definitely just good writer and just a great guy. So I love that. I just can't believe it, that he's not even collecting email addresses. I mean, this was like just. Nope. Heck, I might have to just, you know, one of these afternoons while I'm eating lunch by myself, go and <laughs> watch it just for the heck of it.
1: Yeah, but I, yeah, that's exactly why I think it's so cool and why I wanted to mention it here. Because uh, usually with these kind of things, obviously, you know, when you and I, Autumn, as well, when we do these kind of free things or giveaways or whatever, Normally, we always collect the email address because that's sort of the whole point as well, so, so that you can start communicating with people on the long term. And if they only want the course, they can just, of course, just unsubscribe and no questions asked. But it is pretty rare that we see somebody not collecting any information mm-hmm. whatsoever, but just giving the course away for free. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. But anyway, listener, go and check it out if you want. And if not, yeah, do something else what do we care <laughs> but also uh, i also would just a quick reminder uh, for episode 100 we're going to run a q and a session uh, but it's not only a q and a about writing and marketing and publishing but you can ask us anything So please start posting your questions because without your question, it's sort of going to be pretty boring for episode (laughs) 100. So (laughs) we included a link to the contact form uh, for our website in the show notes. so You can go there and uh, just type in your question. But if you do send us an audio recording of your question so we can play it on episode 100, we will give it priority over any text-based questions. So but don't please don't stress about the audio part. You know, just record yourself on your phone or something like that, and uh, just send that file to us. Even if it's a video file, yeah, we can well, easily strip the audio off it ourselves.
2: Exactly, it'd just be so much more fun to have the voice of you know the the person asking the question uh, on the podcast. I think that'd be so much more fun. So that would be great. Just. You can point it at the wall if you're self-conscious or your dog or something. We're just going to grab the audio. You can leave it blank. That's fine. Hey, wear a funny mask. I don't know. As long as you can speak clearly because you will be, of course, reused on the podcast. Can't wait to hear what the questions are. It'll be so much fun to see the different, te- you know, what people come up with to ask us.
1: Yeah. So please don't put it off, you know, submit your questions today so we don't forget about it uh, and, uh, We also, of course, need a bit of time to prepare on our side, but that's not the main part. The main part is just that we want to make sure we collect enough questions because, as I said, it's going to be pretty boring. And it's your fault if you end up with a five-minute-long episode 100 and and we just say hi and bye. That would be horrible. (laughs) I think we'll get some questions.
2: I have faith in our listeners. You'll come up with something to ask us, won't
1: you? Yeah.
0: And on to today's topic.
1: So Autumn, you are the resident graphic artist of the AmWriting <laughs> Podcast, so where do we start this conversation?
2: Well, I guess it depends on, uh, we can talk about, you and I have gone in together and we have hired a graphic artist to work on stuff for our upcoming Elysium books, so that has been a fantastic experience and gives us both of a taste of what it's like to go out and hire someone other than me. <laughs> Who usually yeah. ends up doing the graphics? Uh, but, you know, I can't do it all. And we found someone fantastic. He's a, what he's given us so far, he's just an amazing artist. So it's always a good experience. But most of the time, most authors are not going out looking for illustrations like we are. Most of the times, most authors are looking for cover art book covers and things like that so we could talk about how to go about finding an artist and maybe some of the tips I think on what to look for because what's interesting I've just been taking a photoshop course dedicated to book cover artists and some of the stuff I had thought in the back of my mind to hear a professional mentioning it I'm like oh yeah okay yep I 100% agree with you there so that's always a good sign.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, But actually, I think the first thing to do before we even get any further is probably when you want to look into hiring a graphic artist, I think the first thing to do is to try to think about what kind of graphic design that it is that you need, you know, because creating fantasy artwork, like the guy that we hired Mm -hmm. to do, it's like, you know, from scratch drawing fantasy artwork that is not the same skill set as creating a logo or a website or even a book cover it's it's different Um, and I think you'll need to find somebody or, or when you start searching for a graphic artist you'll need to find someone with a strong portfolio in the type of work that you're looking for and not just a talented visual artist because maybe you can find somebody who can who can draw like the most amazing dragons you've ever seen (laughs) but if it's about designing a website maybe maybe it's not the right fit anyway so don't you think it's important to sort of think through what is the purpose here before you start searching for the type of artist that you that you're going to work with?
2: Yes, that is definitely a first step is to have very clearly in your mind what you're seeking. You know, if you're looking for the logo, a book cover, all of those things are different skills. I've seen some amazing artists, um, composite artists or hand-drawn artists who cannot produce a marketable book cover. It's a totally different skill set. So that is the difficulty. You need to know what you're looking for before you go out and then you need to decide where you're going and there's a few different places you can go and find artists, but definitely I agree. First step is knowing exactly kind of what you're looking for. So that way, when you go and you fall in love with something, you're falling in love with the right type of image, whether that's a landscape or a website or a book cover.
1: Yeah. Do we want to talk a bit about where you can find these artists? Then?
2: Absolutely. So it's the, one of the best places out there for fantasy artists is going to deviant art. And that is a website that's been a long, I think they're having, Oh, I, they're having a big anniversary party and I should know because I, you know, I got their emails. I'm I think it's the 20 year one.
0: Oh, uh, really? Oh, yeah. Cool.
2: They have been around for quite a while, which is very exciting. And so they're, you know, they're a tried and true art community. And that is what's so exciting. And they are really, they have some great search functions. You can go into DeviantArt and you can search for, you know, dragons and landscape and fantasy. They have a whole bunch. Witches, whatever you want to do, start typing in some keywords and doing a search. You'll find some artists and images that are going to totally knock your socks off. And then yeah, I was
1: just about I was just about to say, I can get completely lost in <laughs> DeviantArt for hours. It's just like, you know, if you go in there and start looking at all those fantasy artwork, it's mm-hmm. absolutely amazing. And of course, some of the artists in there are people who are making artwork for like huge brands yeah so some of them are like yeah yeah indeed some some of them are people who take like five thousand dollars for one image and stuff you know they are so unbelievably talented it's amazing i mean even if you don't if you're not looking for an artist just uh you know (laughs) try to go to deviantart and just uh, search around for a bit uh, just for the fun of it i mean jesus it's so amazing
2: it is. At DeviantArt, that's going to give you some quality. And you can go into the profiles and a lot of the uh, artists there will say if they're accepting commissions, some of them will have websites and rates and everything's linked up. So it's very, very good, very clean. They have good portfolios. It's better than doing something like Pinterest is often a lot of stolen photos from DeviantArt. So you don't want to go there. Yeah, they're well, sometimes they're not quote, quote, stolen, but sometimes they're not linked up to who the proper artist is. So. Don't go to Pinterest. That's not going, it's going to give you some beautiful images, but it might not take you to the actual artist. It could take you oh, okay. to some secondary website or tertiary website. It's it's a mess. Pinterest is an absolute mess as far as it goes with uh, image and copyright and linking to the actual artist. I wouldn't trust a single artist ever listed there unless you do some reverse image searching and find out who it really was on DeviantArt. And another place is people like to go to Fiverr, which there are some skilled artists, um, but there's a lot of very unskilled artists who don't know their their genre or some of the better techniques who aren't quite as well-trained as the Deviant artists. So you could go to Fiverr, but I don't really recommend it, or at least be very cautious and make sure you're getting what you're expecting and make sure you really vet that the artist is sh- is able to produce the images they may be displaying as their portfolio. Because I've heard some horror stories that way where someone has an exquisite portfolio, promises the world, and does not deliver. But you're under a contract, so you do need to pay.
1: Mm. Yeah, and I think Upwork as well. Wouldn't that be a good place
2: It's definitely, I I have an Upwork profile, so that is definitely a possibility you can go there. There's also people by per hour by hour, which is the UK kind of version. There's a few, I think Contra is another new one. So there's a few freelance gig communities that are popping up. And so you can go in there and search. And Upwork isn't bad. You can usually find some people. It has its own issues. And I would say if you really want to support an artist, go straight to DeviantArt. Because Upwork, um, all these companies, like People Hour, they take a cut of the artist's commission. And sometimes it's up to 30%. So if you can go to the artist directly, you'll be providing them an a better profit margin, and trust me, sometimes people want. I've seen one someone list that they wanted a book cover and a this and a this and a this and, a this, and a this, and it was probably about a th- what I would charge, almost a thousand dollars for, and their budget on Upwork was a hundred dollars, and I was like, oh no. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think that would be another thing is to do some research and look around and kind of try to get an idea of what a budget is for this don't go onto Upwork and list that you want this amazing and fantasy image that's all these details and blah, 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 blah. And you're going to use it for your website and the book cover and, and you want to pay $25. Do go in with a rational idea. Arts, artists have been trained. I mean, I have a four-year degree. I've been drawing for 35 plus years. If you want someone of that skill level, think of them as professional. Are you going to go to the cut rate surgeon or are you going to pay for someone who knows what they're doing? So do keep that in mind. This is a skilled profession and these are amazing, talented individuals. Just like with you and your writing, you do want to get paid for your time of actually doing it.
1: Yeah, I also made a note of uh, 99designs as another website, but actually listening to what you just said, Mm. maybe I shouldn't like that one as much as I do because (laughs) the reason I like 99designs is because you can create a project there and then basically you'll have artists audition for you so basically you will get to pick whoever you think is the best one and you can just move ahead with that person but based on what you just said that's probably from the artist's point of view that's probably not very good a good setup because you have to do a lot of auditions and maybe you don't get selected. So you, you could end up spending quite a lot of your time as an artist without actually getting any orders.
2: Correct. Or That's, I started a 99 design profile and I looked at a few of the options and I thought about how much time it was going to take for me to do an audition to possibly have my work voted on and maybe selected of one of 20. And I'm like, you know, no, I, I do better just making a pre-made and posting it on Facebook and or on DeviantArt than I would... Of course, I mean, as an artist, you can go and use probably that as a pre-made or as something else somewhere else once you create a background image. If it's not selected, I don't think you're tied into a contract that you can never reuse the image that you made for your audition. But it's it could be a huge time sink, and it was definitely not a route I decided to take. But I do know as an author looking for a book cover it is an amazing fantastic you know option yeah. because you you get all these ideas thrown at you that you might not have come up on your own so you know some sometimes it works out everyone has a different work technique and a workflow but as an artist I stay away from that one because it seemed like oh <laughs> yeah, it looked like a tough oh, one I understand
1: yeah yes. I understand
0: uh, there
2: but, is Facebook I, too, because you can go in and search for art on Facebook, but I think it's very unwieldy and not a good search function. I would go for it straight for DeviantArt over that one as well.
1: Okay. Yeah. And I feel like for the rest of this conversation, I almost feel like we should disregard book covers. Okay. And maybe just, and you can disagree me here with me here if you want, but I almost feel like saying that, Book cover design is something you find somebody experienced with book covers to do, whereas graphical artists for the rest of this conversation, meaning creating like, well, basically artwork, Mm -hmm. that's something different because to me, a good book cover designer will know exactly what the genre is looking for and what readers of that genre is looking for, and they can find something. And usually they can also find, uh, well, you know, there's a ton more better than me, Autumn, but but usually they can find images that they can just manipulate uh, and make it look awesome, uh, but also hit the genre tropes. And that is a million times more important than having the most cool like dragon on the cover or well that's not a good example because dragon <laughs> on the cover is is within the genre but you know some really really cool artwork that um, that is just it might look amazing but just because it's a good artist doesn't mean that they know what to put on a book cover yes. so I almost feel like I want to disregard book covers from here on out.
2: I think we should just because of the title. Of this made me think of book covers, so I think we should do like a two-minute quick book cover rundown. And but I do agree, book covers and artwork are entirely different, and I think it's important that other authors realize that a good book cover is not necessarily the best marketing image I mean it should be a good marketing image of your book but if you want something that is like a website image or just something more graphical those, I con- those are often very different images they're very complex they could be very large very in depth when you look for a book cover artist you want to find someone who knows how to take just a portion of that and make a composition that fits the color the tone of the genre fits the tone of your book And part of that is also having an amazingly good knowledge of typesetting and font choice and layout and elements like that, that are pretty different from just a large scale image that is usually more like a scene from your book. Those two things may not be the same. And so I think most authors might not realize that, especially if you, you know, you're thinking you're going to use this image for multi-purposes. Sometimes you can take a little snippet of a bigger image and turn it into your book cover. But often it doesn't quite work. And if you ever, I did just find out this interesting tip. If you ever have questions about book covers and if yours is holding up, there is a website called lousycovers.com. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it's lousy book covers. But if you just Google lousy book covers, you will find this website. And if you're ever wondering, you know, looking for a book cover artist, and you're like, is this good enough? Go there, you get a good feel for really lousy book covers pretty quickly. <laughs> and if something looks familiar, you don't want to go with that cover artist. <laughs> so keep that in mind. I think when it comes to most book cover artists, where they fall flat, is the typesetting, is the font choices and how it looks and with a placement on the image and what's behind it if it's very legible. That's its own totally different skill set. So if you're going to get an artist and you want it for a book cover, you might have to get two different artists if they're not someone who can understand the typesetting and how it's going to work on your book cover. And then we won't even get into like the techniques you need to do to Spit that out as something that's going to be printable at the right DPI. Totally different process.
1: All right. Absolutely, and maybe that was enough about the book covers. Exactly, then, so so uh, say,
2: onward to graphic design and general fantasy imagery.
1: Yeah. So I was thinking we could sort of talk through the process that we used here recently when we hired a uh, an artist to do our work uh, or our artwork for us Um, and of course we use deviant art i guess that's not a surprise (laughs) based on what has been said so far Uh, but what we did was basically we went into deviant art and we made a list of artists that we the ones that we liked the most basically Um, and we also focused on not just the artists that we like the most but also the artists who then created the type of artwork we were looking for because there is a ton of amazing artists on deviantart but what also becomes apparent once you just spend a bit of time there is that their style differs you know some of them mm-hmm. are maybe making well some of them have have this kind of a bit of cartoonish way of drawing yeah like a manga manga With, is very popular yeah, right now, yeah. art. yes and it looks really cool but unless that's what you're looking for then that's not really a good artist to put on your on your shortlist there because mm-hmm. well they that's the way they draw right and, um, and not to say that some of them can't draw both cartoonish or, or manga and regular uh, pictures or images Uh, some of them can but just be mindful when you start creating your short list of artists there that you want to look for people who are really good at it but also that matches the style that you are looking for and uh, in our case we were we were looking for what I don't know, quote unquote, realistic artwork, if you can call it that.
2: (laughs) I would call it realistic, but also we were looking for something that was 100% like hand drawn painted. You'll find, so there's the manga artists who do the more cartoonish style, there's the ones that are doing 100% original hand drawn, there's ones who are using Daz 3D, which makes 3D models, and you have a whole set of people doing things with that, that whether they're merging drawn elements. And then you have photo compositing, which is you know taking stock photos and layering it in with some hand-drawn elements and creating a whole scene that way. So all of those things exist, and all of those things are legitimate graphic artists. So you're going to have to go through and find things and look for the kind of style that you like. And you also have to decide, like, do you want the ones with the huge, fantastic landscapes or do you want ones that are really focusing on characters or even do you want someone who's really looking at action scenes? Some people can do amazing characters just standing there, but you want to throw in magic and, you know, hitting something and machine guns firing or whatever you're looking at. And they, they really can't do that. So all machine those, guns
1: in fantasy.
2: Yeah. You haven't huh? seen the machine guns shooting at like giant hawks and dragons. Those are those no, are out there. No.
1: No machine guns. Get rid of the machine guns.
2: (laughs) Oh, it's a whole different subgenre of fantasy. And we don't want that. (laughs) (laughs) No tanks. Okay, fine.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So once we had a short list of artists, uh, we went on basically just a regular internet search. Uh, We just used Google Images, to be honest. Uh, But we were just finding a bunch of images in sort of the style and in the level of quality that we were looking for. Uh, Because what we did next was then we created a list of all the kind of images that we wanted created. So basically it was just like a long bulleted list with like a one or two sentences description of what we were looking for. No more than that. So it could be, um, well it could be the dragon for example okay so we need a dragon um and then maybe a few words about what this dragon looks like or a sentence or two something like that uh, and then we didn't the point wasn't to find images on the internet with dragons but we just found random pictures uh, of sort of this is the kind of style and quality we want just to show the artist that uh, this is what we're looking for and here's then the list of things that we want you to create. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember. We probably had like I don't know. What do we have? Like 30, 40 items I on so, our list. Say, it was at least way too 20. long.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it was. I would recommend to definitely maybe have that narrowed down to maybe your top five, depending on you know your budget and just an idea. The, I think have us having images of saying this is what inspired us. Really, it really helps um, as an artist to be able to say, "Oh, good, you know, some kind of hand drawn sketch, a few ideas." You know, people, even me as an artist, I make a mood board if I'm creating a cover to get an idea of what's out there, what inspired me to make this cover. So you, you want to make a mood board for the artist you're trying to hire. That's win win. They'll love you for it. <laughs>
1: Yeah. So what we did next was then, of course, we reached out to these different artists on our shortlist and we basically just asked them for pricing information. And, well, surprise, surprise, it turned out (laughs) that some of them were incredibly expensive. Uh, (laughs) Some of them were like these $4,000, $5,000 per image, uh, while there were several of the others who were, well, in the same price range, Mm -hmm. I I guess I have to say that none of this is cheap, right? I mean, once you go out and ask for custom artwork, it is never cheap. Uh, So you have to go into this with the right expectations. Uh, Artwork will cost you. That's just just the bottom line of this. Uh, But I think based on our list, at least, we found that depending on the complexity of the images that we wanted created, I mean, some of them are more expensive than other ones, but at least I think based on what we found, we can expect to pay somewhere between 500 and and $1,000 per image, depending on which one it is. Yes, I was going to uh, say
2: that's about the going rate for, especially a, we were looking for hand-drawn. So this is a lot of work. Even if you're fast at it, it's a lot of work. You're not pulling in other elements that can make things go faster. So, yeah, these were... You know, it's not cheap, and you should definitely go into it expecting to pay a certain amount, because, you know, that's what you're asking for, is quite a high level of technical skill.
1: Yeah, and, and $500 to $1,000 premium is that's not the expensive ones.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, but there are some amazingly talented people who probably could be making more than they're charging. So <laughs> you can always look for those.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that if you just want one image, for example, if you want a single image, then I think I mean, not no, well, it would be wrong to say that everybody can can probably find the money for that. That that's not fair to say either, but my point was just that you don't have to be as insane as us to have like a list of 30 of 30 20 or 30 items you want created times $500, right? That's insane, but um, but that's just us, so you don't have to be as stupid as us.
2: <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, that's you don't want to go crazy, you don't want to have to be putting this on your credit card because just like you know, editing and everything else, what you're going to get back if it's for your book or something, you gotta make sure you're um balancing your budget here, but hey if it's your christmas birthday present and you can scrape up the money oh these are so cool there's i can't i just love like i said what we've been shown it's totally worth it
1: yeah so basically we got back all the pricing information from these artists and then of course we had to make a choice and Since we already made the shortlist based on the stuff we saw on DeviantArt, from an artwork perspective, we knew that all of them were good already. (laughs) So the question then becomes, what do you do then? And at least for us, we didn't actually just pick the cheapest one. No. Uh, Instead, we actually factored in stuff like, how quickly did the artist reply to our emails? Um, Because... I I don't know about you, dear listener, but at least for me personally, I hate working with somebody who you constantly have to chase for getting a reply. I I really, really hate it. Uh, So I want to be able to send an email and get a reply within, say, a day or two or something like that. I think that is a fair expectation if this is a professional working relationship.
2: Definitely, I can agree. That's one of my pet peeves. And another thing you want to think about, too, is their schedule. I mean, if they're really good, they, I know a co- book cover artist that is literally taking commissions for March 2021. So yeah. <laughs> that's an important thing to maybe ask is like, when would you fit me in? Is it someone who could fit you in in a month or two? Or is it someone who's like two years out because they're doing a new role, uh, you know, a gaming art or something, and you they just literally will not... They would love to work with you, but yeah, not right
1: now. Yeah, there was, it just made me think that there was actually one of the artists on the list who didn't even send back pricing information. It <laughs> just wrote back, well, you won't be able to afford me anyway. <laughs> that was all All the person wrote back to us. Yeah. It's like, okay. <laughs> so definitely
2: going with someone you... Um... You might not have been looking for commissions or at least not the, in the waters we were looking. And <laughs> but I think that's an important thing is how chatty, you know, not only how fast do they reply, but are they like one or two words? Is it someone you can you feel comfortable talking to? You want to make sure that you can get information back and you know they're they're getting what you're asking for. Or you at least feel like you communicate with them without like being yelled at. <laughs>
1: Yeah. And what I think then is important, once you've sort of made your pick here, and of course, we can't tell you how, how to pick it, uh, pick the person, but of course, price price does matter. Um, and I think it matters a lot uh, how fast I reply and, and also what Autumn just said about uh, how what feel do you get about the person, right? But the next step then becomes important, Um In our case, what we did, we we basically agreed with the artist to do three trial uh, images for us. And uh, just to get a feel for how do we work together, we agreed that we're not going to pay for any of it before all three is done and before we're happy with all of them. And then the artist will do those three images and then afterwards we will decide if we like the working relationship, then we want to work with the artist on a more permanent and long-term basis. But for that... I think it's important to have some sort of contract in place with the person. And when I say contract, it's not like you have to start writing 20 pages of contract uh, or whatever, but you need something in writing that clearly lays out stuff like, okay, who owns the right to the images once they're created? What about the payment terms? Uh, As I just said, we prefer only to pay once the work is done, but there are different ways of doing that. Uh, You should also agree there what type of files are to be delivered. Is it in black and white? Is it in color? Uh, What is the resolution rate of the files? And also, what is the turnaround time that you agree? So if I place the order today, when am I going to get the first draft of the images? When when can I expect the final images to be done? And so on and so on. So those things, you need something in writing to... uh, uh, to to you know lay lay out those terms so that it's clear to everybody because uh, otherwise you might end up in some trouble later because also as as we talked about here right if if we're talking more than just a single image just 10 images for example that could still be $5000 right so so you don't want to have $5,000 floating out there on <laughs> kind of, uh, well, I don't know quite what we have agreed terms, right? <laughs> That's not yes. a good idea.
2: No, uh, you definitely covered everything. And I would also say even you know, agree with everything. I think you touched everything I can think of, especially the copyright. But you also might want to work on, you know, what can they share even? Like, you know, are they going to be able to post some drafts on DV and art? Or is this something you're trying to keep under wraps until a big reveal? You should have that kind of a communication and possibly have that in a contract. It's not quite the same as, you know, if you were sharing um, an unpublished manuscript with somebody and you're worried about them stealing the whole thing. But, you know, you need to know who owns the rights to the work in progress is sort of the way to think of it because there are some artists who will be sharing it on their social media. And if you don't want that shared while it's still a working draft draft, make sure you make that clear. And yeah, payment terms, there's a lot of different ones. Sometimes it's at the end, sometimes it's, you know, thirds or as you're going along, as you hit certain milestones. But most artists, if you're hiring someone who's professional, has what they're used to. Most of them are flexible on certain issues. So it shouldn't be too difficult. But Again, so you want to make sure, though, you don't want to just go with what they're saying. You want to make sure you know the file types and what a difference is between a PNG file is and a JPEG and your resolutions and what size you need. You need to know all that so that you're getting what you expect out of it and you don't end up with something the size of a thumbnail that you can't do anything with.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I don't know, Autumn, if we are, if we should conclude something like, like the top, advice uh when finding and working with an artist based you know based on everything we talked about or maybe something we didn't mention what what would you say the number one advice would be
2: i would say be as an author looking for something go in with an idea of what you want be kind, but be specific, always be polite. It's very nice. You you don't want someone who comes across as demanding before you even get to know somebody. But I would also say my, to me, coming from an artist's point of view, you know, if you go, if you can find their exact website or their portfolio on DeviantArt and contact them directly, instead of through a third party, like Upwork, that really helps because um, artists they are expensive. They, except for the ones who are making it big. It's, you know, it's you're doing this full time or in your spare time. It, it's not a high paying gig despite talking about, you know, something that costs $1,000. It t- takes a lot of time and a lot of work to make that. So the more you can put towards the artist directly instead of having another party take away a portion, that's just a win-win for everyone.
1: All right, next Monday should be a fun one. Everyone talks about the daily word counts, but what is a good target to set? Or should you even care about something like word counts?
0: If you like what you just heard, there's a few things you can do to support the Fantasy podcast. Please tell a fellow author about the show and visit us at Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and review. You can also join Autumn and Jasper on patreon.com slash Fantasy For as little as a dollar a month, you'll get awesome rewards and keep the Fantasy podcast going. Stay safe out there and see you next Monday.